Lawrence for not even bothering to come out and introduce me in person. <laughs> Thanks for that little, uh... Vote of dignity. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm a professional. That never happened. They'll cut that out in editing, won't they, fella? Yeah, Mr. International Comedian just came out and unplugged the mic. After dissing one of our most beloved local comedians. He's fucked up twice in 30 seconds. Would there be a third time? I'm gonna pitch myself off the stage and land on your head and then probably break a tibia. Mr. Inept. I, uh, I love coming here. Uh, that probably sounds sarcastic. Yeah, really? Tell us why, Mr. American. I like coming here because uh, ultimately it's hard to do comedy in Australia because you're perfectly capable of entertaining yourselves, right? Even you. Who knows why you're out this late at night, fella? You probably had a funny day, right? It was all right, yeah? Do you work? No. You don't work? That's not funny at all. That's sad. <laughs> Are you a student? Yeah. So you, you can dream, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. What are you studying? Medicine. Medicine. Good for you. Make that work for you. <laughs> You're gonna be saving lives someday. All I'm doing is making people laugh. They say laughter is the best medicine. No, that's not fucking true at all. <laughs> Someone's just broken their leg in three places. They don't want to hear about how bad airline food is, do they? <laughs> they only want a fucking doctor. Yeah, I have to go. I, I spend a lot of time in Britain, and uh, it, it's good to do comedy in Britain because they're miserable fuckers. Let's be honest. They bitch and they moan. It's in their blood. They're not happy unless they're bitching and moaning. And I go away, I go to America, and I come back six months later, and it's the same stories, it's the same news in Britain, except with extra added horse meat. That's pretty much it. And they try to pretend like they're not angry. Uh, oh, yeah, we're, no, it's a fucking, uh, fucking horse meat. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Of course there's horse meat. Fucking, you deserve horse meat. You know why you deserve horse meat? Because if you're, if you're walking through a supermarket and you, you walk up to someone, hey, you work here? What's your name, Alex? Hey, Alex, come here. You know who I like today, Alex? I like me. And I want to treat myself to a sumptuous Italian meal. Can you help me, Alex? Well, yeah. Um, we sell a pasta-making machine here at the supermarket. You can, we have fresh pasta. You can buy that and put it in the machine. We have fresh tomatoes, rows and rows of vegetables and cheese and spices. Yeah, well, I forgot to mention that I have no domestic skills or self-respect. Oh. Well, we have a deli counter. They make fresh food every day. You could get a, you know, a pasta lasagna there and just put that in the oven and heat it up in 30 minutes. That would involve a lot of time and preparation, wouldn't it? What do you have that comes in a box that's just a big coagulated mass of animal and vegetable matter that's been shoved into a, a, a plastic hospital bedpan that I can just stick into my microwave and push a button and watch it circle around continuously and every time it comes around, just give a big fuck you to my mother and her mother and her mother and everyone has spent 
countless hours in the kitchen making a palatable fresh meal, because by God, there should always be a fresh meal on the table. What do you have for less than a pound that I can just walk through the supermarket with so everyone can see what a fucking loser I am eating a ready-prepared meal for one with a serving suggestion on the front that I can't even live up to because I'm a fucking loser and I'm gonna go home and stand in my underwear and eat it out of a Frisbee with a shoehorn for a spoon. I just wanna shove it into a big irradiated box and stare through the window like some death row warden who's just strapped his own dignity in an electric chair and fried it at a thousand volts and then opened the door and eaten the corpse. Do you have anything like that? But I don't want any horse meat in it. Because I have standards. They found horse meat in the meatballs in Ikea. Ikea, you can't even take your goddamn family out to a furniture store for a decent meal anymore. The fuck? Proud you're Australian. Eat that kangaroo. No one, no one gives a shit about them, do they? Are you, are you in medicine as well, fella? No. No? You have a real job? Yeah. You're a teacher. Oh, you're enjoying this, aren't you? What do you teach? Music. Oh, God bless you. What kind of music do you like? Uh, rock music. You like rock music? Do you play music? Yes. Do you? Yeah. What do you play, guitar? Guitar, yeah. Do you? Go crazy. Yes. Holy fuck. Uh, you, you're gonna plug in? I, I think my part of the show's over, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's the kind of giving comedian I am. This is starting to look staged, isn't it? I have no fucking idea. You're gonna play something? You're, oh, you're left-handed? This is, then you better play backwards. <laughs> Really, you're left-handed? Yeah, true. But I'll pretend. Okay, pretend to play the guitar? <laughs> if you, if you... You, can, you play chords upside down? Sounds like the beginning of a spruce, a Bruce, a spruce, a spruce Springsteen song. That's right, America's favorite rock and roll tree, Spruce Springsteen. All right, every time Bruce, if you go to see Bruce Springsteen, who was uh, here last week, although for purposes of this taping was here three months ago, was here six months ago was here in 2013. Was, was here before that horrible earthquake that uh, ruined Canberra. I can say anything now. Who the fuck saw that earthquake in Canberra coming? Play! Bruce Springsteen does, uh... 
It does like a three and a half hour show, but roughly two of those hours are just introducing the songs. They're the longest introductions to a song ever. Uh, this is a song about my brother, Tommy. Tommy was in Vietnam. He just got back last week. <laughs> Clerical error. And it was Christmas. I remember, I think it was December 24th. It was Christmas Eve, and we all sat around the table. Tommy had a hard time in Vietnam. My papa and Tommy had never really gotten along that well. But I said, Papa, Tommy just got back from Vietnam. I know you've always carved the turkey before, but maybe this year because of in fact, he's been in Vietnam for 48 years. Maybe tonight, maybe just tonight, Papa. Maybe my brother Tommy can carve the turkey. Papa took the knife and the fork and he handed it to Tom and he said, here you go, Tom. Let's put our differences in the past aside for now. You carve the turkey. That's why this song was about my car. <laughs>